everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts. How you doing, Bren? Yo, I'm doing all right. Surprisingly good. I have five boxes of Girl Scout cookies, so I'm Oh, I'm so set. jealous. What, <laughs> yeah, damn, what what flavors? Um, I got I got I went in with a friend of mine. She wanted to order some. There's apparently a uh, Girl Scout troop in New York City that's in the either in the homeless shelter system or all their profits go towards the homeless shelter, uh, like financially. So that I think they went viral a little while ago, and my friend was supporting them. So oh, nice. My friend's like, I want some cookies, but I don't want too many, and you need a minimum of four. I was like, cool. Give me five, and then you get whatever else you want. <laughs> so Hell we, yeah. We pretty much ordered every flavor, and she got s'mores and the Samoans, the like coconut, uh, roasted coconut ones. Yep. Which, I, those they changed that formula. I'll stand by that. Those were good back in the day, but they did something, and now it's bland. That's a bummer. I don't. I I stand by that. Coconut and chocolate. That's simple. That's going to be the same no matter what. But like the actual cookie part, they changed something about that. In my opinion. Um, yeah, I haven't had them in years, so I'd have to. I'd be interested to try them out. Yeah, and then I got all the others. That apparently there's regional differences. So like some of the cookies what? out in the West Coast are different than some on the East Coast, or at least the names are different for some reason. Yeah. So I don't know the names per se, but I got like the lemon ones. I got the shortcake ones. I got the or shortbread ones. Um, uh, the thin mints. Um, something else I forget. And then uh, these toffee ones that are like a new flavor, where it's like, ah, oh, it's got toffee in it, so it's a little more expensive. Those are not good. I don't. Mm, no, don't recommend the toffee ones. Damn. Okay. Good to know. It's just real buttery, and the toffee makes the texture of the cookie weird, and it takes a hot minute before it actually feels good in your mouth like you have to chew it for a bit and then by that point you have toffee in there which you know it's just ripping teeth out and fillings so like no one needs this yeah for sure i saw a meme going around where it was like comparing girl scout cookies to the fellowship of the ring members and it was very goofy yeah i don't know exactly where they got that idea from but i know perry uh perry and mippin i always get that i, I say that so <laughs> fucked up it's uh, <laughs> mary and pippin uh, i love they were the, mippin yeah they were the two different uh lemon flavors it's like basically indistinguishable from each other i'm like yeah that's fair yeah uh, but yeah because the, the lemon ones back at least on the east coast dog i think as far as were like lemonades or whatever yes and it was like a lemon cookie both them with lemon icing on the bottom Mm-hmm. The ones out here are just the cookie part. There's no like lemon icing to it. So I was kind of like, "What? These are yeah. These are different than what I know." I, like, f- I wish I remembered the name. I think like lemon crisp or something weird. I forget. Lemon drops, lemon it's something. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the names keep changing, and then apparently it's like slightly different depending on where you are. It's like I weird. That's a weird thing. But yeah, speaking uh, of weird things, you're listening to a weird podcast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. The cookie in, podcast. That's the thing. Uh, we're talking about Girl Scout cookies to start off. I feel like before we even get into the video games, because this is a video game podcast, I feel like I'll do a little tangent. I'm back into K-pop, Bren. Oh God, I, it's a drug. I don't understand it. Like it was, and honestly, I blame my wife a hundred percent. She <laughs> was she the what, person that got me in. To yeah. Girls' Generation, we went to KCON in 2015, it was an incredible performance, and I feel like years have gone by where I'm like, uh, that kind of died down. I haven't yeah, really yeah. thought of K-pop in you quite a while. Well, yeah, I am relapsing. Well, the problem is, is Girls' Generation kind of disappeared off the face of the earth, and I'm like, why Why about, is that? They're my favorite group. So of course, I, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I've lost interest, but now my wife comes to me with this girl group called Red Velvet, and there are <laughs> five of these ladies, and they are also incredibly talented at singing and dancing, and their songs are great. There are quite a few songs, and in fact, that was the thing. When she first came to me with their song, Russian Roulette, I was like, 
nope, not into it whatsoever. And she was like, really? I really thought you would like this. And I was like, no, not at all. And then like four or five times later, I'm like, this is one of my favorite songs. So like, (laughs) I swear K-pop is more or less like they're, they're enchanting us. They're putting some kind of spell on the listener. And like, yeah, the music videos are like, have like millions and millions of views. It's just either a drug or a spell. And I am completely captivated again. Good God. I love Red Velvet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the music industry, and it's particularly pop. They know what works, and like it's formulaic, and you can take that in good or bad way. So, like baby metal, the like I forget, I forget yes. if they're K or J pop. I think um, they're J pop actually, but it's a girl group that you know, young girls singing, and it's that heavy metal and stuff. And like that was incredibly formulaic. They like they saw the markets for two like very dedicated fandoms for like the genres mashed it together and like they exploded and it was very like an industry executive planning this out beat by beat like we'll have sales here we'll do this we'll do marketing and you can you can tell it's very calculated yes doesn't doesn't mean it's not bad though it's still good right exactly it's good so like they know how to work um I'm in like a D&D group and like everyone in the group talks about these like k-dramas and these k-pop stars and singers and I'm sitting here like I don't, like, I didn't think I'd be the lone wolf in a D&D group. Like, I'd be the one, like, ostracized, but, like, here we are. Right? Like, no, but we're going to convert you before you know it. That's the thing. I swear to God, I just was uh, uh, brought up to speed on the drama involving Irene from Red Velvet. Apparently, really she flipped out on her, pub- on not her publicist, on her stylist, and there was they were supposed to have, like, a comeback early 2021, and now, like, I feel like this drama of, like, yeah, this lady basically said something to the effect of, like, I have a recording where this lady freaked out on me and basically verbally abused me. And, the yeah, Irene came out and basically apologized for it, being like, yeah, I take full responsibility and I'm sorry. So, and but I, I hope that doesn't, like, delay the coming back. But also, we had the pandemic and stuff, so I'm not even sure when the next K-Con will be, but my wife and I are definitely interested in going, especially if we'll see some acts that we're interested in now i can't imagine conventions well no right yeah that's, that's i can imagine conventions coming back soon which is a bad idea yeah but as long as the vaccine is being administered more that at least makes it a little uh, bit okay but even still no it's it's probably too early i think realistically maybe at the earliest we might have a k-con 2022 so by then maybe. hopefully they'll be back yeah i mean i think yeah i've seen something like like Governors and senators being like, if you're vaccinated, you can go on living your day like normal. It's like, no, no, you no, shouldn't. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like, just, it's, you took a step in the right direction, but... Uh, once, once like, the whole population is, maybe, maybe not... Right, and that's not going to be overnight, for sure. No, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I feel like when people talk about K-pop stars, or J-pop stars, or whatever, it's just like, this is what my dad felt like when I talked about Pokemon to him for an yep. hour. I'd be like, I don't... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but you seem happy. So yeah, I did not expect to be into this whatsoever. And here I am. I'm like <laughs> watching hours of just like rabbit holes of YouTube videos being like, wow, these girls are incredible. And this song performance and that outfit, it's just ridiculous. So uh, K-pop, I recommend it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Girl Scout cookies and K-pop. That might be this, the episode title. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, video game in the loosest sense. of a Exactly. That's our show in a nutshell. <laughs> but let's get to the gaming discussion. Uh, Brent, have you been playing? much i have a little bit of an update uh yeah i've been playing some um i, I haven't touched uh control since last time just because i'm at that boss fight and it is still a struggle super um, grindy yeah 
it, and I'm just I've been busy, so I'm just like I don't want to fucking deal with this because I know it's just I know it's gonna be yeah, like he's like grinding. It's gonna be a while. I'm not gonna just jump in and get it on my first try again or, yeah. or something. So I'm like I gotta I gotta prep for that. It, I, I would love to continue playing the story, which I probably could. I could teleport around and do the other DLC stuff, but you know I'm at the end, so I'm like let me just knock this boss fight out. But it's just it's rough. So uh, fair like, enough. Like I said, the combat and control is unique. So it adds an extra challenge of that. And like, there's so, it's so, um, you're so powerful in it, especially by the end. It's so much, uh, crowd control. You have to deal with all the, you know, minions swarming in and fighting you. So, and like I said, they hit hard. So like, they're not nothing. So it's, it's brutal. Uh, totally. So I haven't played that. Played a bit more Isaac. I think I'm plateauing with Isaac. Just cause Ooh, I've. Oh, wow. It's early on. We still got two more months, Brandon. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like I plan to talk about, uh, just because I've, pretty much done all of the different modes to beat you know i said there's like those 10 modes you could uh beat through or those 10 bosses rather you could beat into certain yeah. modes um i pretty much done it with every character and just not on hard mode so i think i still have to fight the super devil as one or two characters which is tough because that that boss fight requires rng of just getting Ugh. an angel room so yeah. like i could do everything right and if i don't get the right items that raise my you know, faith level high enough, I won't get the angel rooms, or I just won't spawn the angel rooms. Um, if you fight a boss for anyone playing, if you fight a boss, the chances of a devil room spawning increase dramatically if you don't take any damage during a boss fight. So, like, okay. there's there's ways to mitigate it and to like rule in your favor, but it's still not guaranteed. And then if you get a devil room and don't take anything from the devil room, then there's a chance of an angel room spawning instead. And then when you get an angel room, you have to get two to get both parts of the key to unlock the super devil. So, like, it's it's really just luck. Like, you can do stuff to help your favor in getting those, but it's really just luck. Right. So, um, and then the guy I have to fight him with is uh, the Keeper, which has only two hit points. So if he gets hit twice, he dies. And the Super Devil is really tough, <laughs> you know, even with the best upgrades and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just a, bu- it's a bullet house. So there's just all the bosses and stuff. It's rough. Um, so I've pretty much done that. Like, I've gotten all the modes and bosses with, pretty much every character except for on hard mode and then at that point that's just bragging rights like it unlocks other stuff but like i don't i don't care enough to put myself through that again right um so i'll still hop in if i just want to do something for like half an hour real quick or like while i'm watching something or you know just kind of zoning out relaxing it's you know hope for a good run yeah yeah and it's kind of a zen sandboxy where i can kind of just zone out and really not think because i've played enough where my body goes on like autopilot totally Um, and, you know, it's RNG where it's like, I'm not super competitive. So I'm like, if I die, I die and I start the run over again. It's not like, I fucking, I was doing a good run. I should have got free every year. Like, I don't <laughs> get upset about it. Yeah. You can't if you're playing roguelikes. Like, you can't just be that annoyed. Um, so besides that, I haven't been playing much. Though I did play a new game last night. Oh, really? That most people probably heard of, or at least probably heard the prequel version of the uh, prequel game. Uh, bought a new game, started playing it called Honey Pop Two. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I did now, not see that one coming now whatsoever. No, let's not pretend like I'm better than this. No, let's I, not. We've act talked like... about the prequel before, and I feel yeah. like you've defended it, saying it's legitimately surprisingly it's a, good a good game. Yeah. yeah. So that's if that's the case, then I don't blame you playing the sequel. But we all know it's anime hentai trash. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm not defending that part. It's absolutely <laughs> that part. Um, yeah. Because I've gotten to that argument with Mark before where he's like, this is a good game. I'm like, it's just a titty anime game. Or I've gotten to the argument with you. I'm sure it was me. Not even Mark, you. Uh, Where it's like, 
yeah, you can enjoy it, but it's still a titty game. Like, I'm not going to deny that part of it. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, Honey Pop 2, Honey Pop, did, you know, it did well. It was a small indie game that no one really expected. And a buddy bought it for me as a gift. And it's like, haha, jokes on you. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this game. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, Honey Pop is essentially a match three sort of game uh, where you're trying to bang a bunch of women. So the different, you know, different tokens, different symbols do different stuff in the game, but it's effectively just a match three. And there's a, a match three dating sim. Interesting. Uh, okay. The caveat with Honey Pop 2 is now it's all double dates. You're all you're going for a threesome every time. Jesus Christ. So you're doing it with two girls at the same time, which is the puzzle part. And now they have uh, like energy levels, like exhaustion meters. So if one gets too exhausted, you have to go to the other one. Or they have a preference of a type of symbol. So if you get a lot of that one symbol, play on that, you know, talk to that girl instead and then switch over. It's worse in the, every than way. Than the first game? Yeah, it's worse. Wow, that's surprising. I thought, like, by adding more, like, I don't know. I was talking to uh, my co-host of my other podcast, D. Um, they really liked Honey Pop, the first one, so they were excited we were talking about it. I was like, ah, fuck it, let me buy it. It's $17 at launch. Like, that's cheap enough to, you know, risk it. Sure. And we both played it, and I'm like, hey, I kind of heard some things about the second one. Like, put people not as thrilled about it. And D was just kind of like, yeah, it's, the mechanics are still fun, but it's a lot of, and i was like oh what does that mean and then i played it and i got i was like i know exactly what you mean um so mechanic wise with the puzzles and stuff there's new mechanics and the new uh two girls at the same time and talking to them and stuff um it's tough you get gifts you have to give them gifts to like help you know to give you bonuses and stuff in the match that took a long fucking time for me to figure out what to do with gifts okay certain gifts can only be given at certain times um and then when you're actually in the match three puzzle mode of it, you have to activate those gifts like independently. They're not automatically activated. But then to activate them, you have to get certain you have to get enough of those certain symbols on the board to then activate them. Mm-hmm. And that does not explain like any of that well. Oh so damn! It took me a long time to figure out how the gifts work, and it seemed like it was really reliant on the gifts to like make right. it manage. Like you need these gifts to balance out the difficulty of this puzzle now. Okay, and I'm like, I I don't know this, and I keep failing all these. Luckily, if you fail, you can just you know you failed that one puzzle, you just start over, do it again. You know, you can come back to the same two girls again and do it over again. It's not you know you fail once and you're over forever. So you can only like, retry over and over again until you succeed. But like the puzzles now are really tough managing between like the preferred symbols of the girls. Um, the energy levels of the girls. If they go, if both of them get exhausted at the same time, you fail automatically. Um, there's broken hearts, which are like the bad symbol. If you match those, they immediately get exhausted and annoyed with you. And damn, you can accidentally do those. You can match a symbol that'll lower the row above it, and then that row above it will match up the three broken hearts. And now they're pissed off at you, and like you didn't even see that because the broken hearts were above the screen. You couldn't even see that. Oh shit. Okay. So yep. It does that chain effect where like once. You know, like Tetris, once a column collapses, the next column comes down and it'll trigger mm-hmm. other stuff. And, like, there's sometimes where I'll just, like, match three be like, oh, this is simple enough. And then, like, four columns collapse entirely and the girl's pissed off at me and I lose half my points. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so, well, okay. I have a couple questions. Yeah. Uh, how, are there men in this game that you can date? No. Oh, wow. That's surprising. I, I really expected – I guess you could play it's, Dream Daddy if that's your goal. <laughs> there, there are dating – games with men uh depending on your sexual preference and stuff honey yeah. pop is just 
It's big titty anime girls. Anime. Just ladies. Okay. Yeah, you, and that's one thing I was curious about. You choose your gender, but it doesn't matter because you never see your character and you're never really talked about. Like, you're just an amorphous blob. You're nothing. You never well, see your character. Well, that answers my next question, I think, and it was going to be, how is the sex? Does it just, like, fade to black when you're successful or do you see sex happen? It's a still image. So it's like a dating okay. sim where you just... Um, if you have a successful date, you go to the bonus round where you try and match as many symbols as possible to fill up their gauge. You fill it up. It cuts to uh, just a still image of you know the sex scene, but then your character's never in it. So yeah. it kind of looks like the girl is just solo on the first one, and it looks like it's you know it's just the two girls together in the sequel now. Um, and then there's different um, filters you can put on the image, so you can have them fully clothed, which looks weird. You can have them in. Uh, you know, just naked. You can have them naked with things on them if you want to get into yeah. the nitty gritty. Uh, bodily fluids and such. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't know that. For some reason, I thought you were just saying, like, accessories. But <laughs> well, those are, yeah. <laughs> Technically. No. Um, the splash zone, if you will. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you can just have different, like, filters on it, and that's it. So it's just a still image with some, like, moaning sound of like behind okay and that's it so there's not like full animation and stuff which is how the first one was but it's you know you're not seeing keanu reeves dick you're not seeing you're not you know first person keanu reeves dicking somebody no okay Um, so there are much cruder games but this one just got a lot of attention for you know one reason or or another the at least the first game did um so there's like the puzzles are just kind of harder and not as fun at least mechanically for me it just it's more complicated and it seems more set against you. So I think, right. I think with the first one, if you fucked up a like date with somebody, like they were mad and you had to like reconcile that and like it carried over with this one. If you mess it up, you just go again like the next day and there's no consequences. Okay. I, I think they did that because they knew people would be failing more frequently. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And there are ways to like gradually increase your compatibility with a girl, like outside of the puzzle itself or like that carryover between stuff. So there are ways it's just, it's not as fun because now there's so much going on with the exhaustion meter, with the broken hearts, with the preferred symbols, with the not preferred symbols, with this. Like, all the girls have baggage now. They have some degree of baggage, which is just a penalty that happens in the puzzle, like on the date. So, one girl has abandonment issues. One girl has, um, like, uh, jealous. So, if you pay too much attention to the other girl too many times, one gets bored easily. So, if you do the same combination of symbols in a row, you'll lose points. And, um, Oh, another thing is you have a set number of turns you can do. It's not okay. it's not until the bar runs out or until the time runs out. You only have a limited number of moves total. Ooh, interesting. And one of the symbols on the puzzle is uh, to get more moves. So you get, you're, okay. you're trying to focus on the number of moves you can do. You're trying to focus on the energy levels of the girls. That's also a tile in there or a symbol. Um, passion, which is the regular heart symbols, is the is how effective the matches are against them. So if you just match a girl's favorite symbol, it's like plus five. If you get our passion high enough, if you match a bunch of hearts together and then get the passion high enough, it'll be like plus seven, plus eight, plus ten. So the the score will go up incrementally with each passion or with all, uh, every passion level. Okay. And it's just because it's all symbol based, they're all relying on the number of moves you have. So if I want to oh, get totally. the passion high up. Or if I want to get the energy, I'm losing the moves. And then if I want to get the moves back up, I have to mo- match the move symbols. But there are very few of those. So you're pretty much just set with what you start with. And it, it doesn't really get much higher. So okay. it's just everything's working against you. And it's, it's rough. It's 
it's kind of stressful and not fun. The devs didn't want you to see these naked women, apparently. I, I guess not. And the mechanics, or maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just not good at it. There's different difficulty levels. There's average guy, which is medium difficulty. There's Chad, which is the easy mode. Uh, there's incel, which is the hard mode. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Um. So I think that like the mechanics are my fair compare or complaint about it. Everything else is also worse. Oh no! Really? Ah, uh, damn! So, I like. I I usually would think a sequel would be better in some capacity. Talking talking to the co-host of my other podcast, they made a good point. It feels like One Punch Man. The first one feels like One Punch Man. Um, where it is a parody of a genre while still being in that genre. Okay, yeah, it is, definitely. It, it is the most exaggerated over-the-top version of that genre while also being self-aware and being like, look how this is ridiculous. Like, why would why would anyone ever do this? Like, this is kind of tongue-in-cheek and joke. Mm-hmm. The sequel just feels like it's part of that genre now. Now it just feels like that meat-fuck game of like, you want titties, don't you? You're, you're horny. You just want the titty game. And it's feels grosser but not in the way you want this game to be gross right so it feels gross in a weird way like uh you go to see a quentin tarantino movie because you want over the top exaggerated violence but then you see uh was it crazy eight what was his last movie oh that's right yeah you go to see crazy eight and it's like oh this isn't really over the top exaggerated violence this is more of just an excuse for quentin tarantino to have a bunch of people say the n-word a bunch i feel gross in a different way like right it's, it's not what i expected in the like i guess not low quality, but like just yeah, you you know what you're expecting with this, and it's bad in a worse way, in a different way, and it's like, ugh, I don't like this. So uh for the girls, because it's a threesome base, there's like twice as many girls. Uh it's on a tropical beach vacation, because why wouldn't it be? Pretty much every girl is always wearing a bikini, like regardless of what the outfit is. Like, one character's just walking around in her normal, like, casual clothing, and it's so small and skimpy, it might as well be a bikini. And it's like, well, fucking, what does it matter then if they're all just essentially in bikinis? Um, and then. Oh, it was the Hateful Eight, is what you were referring to. Yeah, I was like, I, I knew it was it's close. Not crazy, yeah. but uh, yep. something, yeah, Hateful Eight. Yep. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, like, yeah, the designs are kind of just like, eh, and because there's so much more of them, and because some there's, like, two characters that carry over from the first game, and then a bunch of other ones, because they're new, I figured they were going to be tropey and caricature-y. Uh, one yeah. Of, one of them is just, like, a crazy cyberpunk goth, like, sort of character. It's like, that's wild, and I didn't expect that. One of them is just, like, an actual teen angst goth who just hates everything and says everything's the fucking worst, and I, I literally want to die all the time. It's like, ugh. Oh, Jesus, yep. One of them is just an over-the-top weeaboo, and as an actual weeb, I don't take offense to it. No one hates weebs more than weebs. <laughs> but I can't tolerate listening to the character talk. Yeah. And it's just so grating. Same with the goth. She's just so annoying to listen to. I don't want to talk to her. And to beat the game, or 100%, you have to beat you know every uh, character. So it's like, you have to do it multiple times with every character because it can be different combinations of three. So oh, yeah. Like, uh. So I just like I just immediately found like a group of girls I never wanted to even interact with, ever. Because they were just so annoying. And then some of the girls just feel racist. What? Like, it, it just feels like racist <laughs> caricatures. Oh, God. So one girl is clearly supposed to be depicted as Muslim, and there's like a lot of stuff where it's like, I'm not allowed in my home country anymore, but we won't get into that. And I was like, I feel like if I get into that, it's going to be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. 
uh, one girl you first time you meet her is another girl approaching her saying like, "Hey, you're the uh, house or you're the cleaning lady of the hotel, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." It's like I'm missing some jewelry. Did you steal? It's like, "No." Why do you accuse me? It's like it's gone now. You find out uh, the cleaning lady is Hispanic. Did in fact steal it. Is God very, damn it. The only thing important to her is family, and that she is a uh, felon. And then if anyone goes against her, she'll cut a bitch. And it's like, that's your whole character? That feels wow. super racist. Yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> yeah. So it's just stuff like that where it's like, I was expecting just a tasteless titty game. And it yeah, that's what I'm trying to racist. say. I'm like, why? None of those details need to be in there. I don't yeah. know. They're trying, to, I guess they're going for. I want to say the realism aspect of it, no, but also there's no the, realism. No, there isn't for a game like this. And then, yeah, just that. Yeah. I, I see your complaints and there. I see, hear them loud and clear. Yeah. W- one character is a stripper. And like the first time you meet her is her meeting with the cleaning lady, ex uh, felon who is selling her a bag of cocaine. And the stripper's just Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> I'm a big titty dumb stripper. I love cocaine. I'll blow you behind a dumpster for 20 bucks. It's like, Oh, we're also going the prostitution angle with the stripper character. Great. Oh, yeah. Like this. Yep. Feels bad. No respect for sex workers at all in this, apparently. There's also a trans character, and people got upset when they heard about that. So instead of committing to it or sticking to their guns, they implement a system where you can change the genitals of the character in the beginning of the game. And it's... And if you pick uh, the male genitals, it's prominent. You can see it outlined in all of their clothing, and it's just like... It's just... It's tasteless in a weird way. I see what you you mean, yeah. That, yeah. It seems like just uh, disconnected from reality. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like it has the heart or the charm of what the first one had, which was like a parody kind of tongue-in-cheek. And this one just seems like, like I would expect this from a shitty Flash uh, hentai game on Newgrounds back in the day made by one guy with no other perspective. But now that it's like a company, and this is like the third game they've done, it just feels bad and gross in a weird way. And it's like, I'm not refunding it. I've already sp- uh, <laughs> well, I already paid or I already played for three hours, and after three oh, hours, sure. you can't refund on Steam. Um, and even then, I I don't want to screw over like a small studio because it's just going to be them losing money. It's not Steam losing money or something, right? Because um, they have to pay for the refund. So I'm like, I'm not going to refund it, but I'm probably not going to play anymore. Yeah, just disappointed in general. Yeah, that's surprising. I didn't expect any real complaints. I thought you were just going to be like, yeah, it's a pretty good titty game. Moving on. The bar is low. Like, because it's just a titty game, the bar is low. And yet they still miss the mark. That's kind of bizarre to me. I expected some level of exaggerated caricatures of, like, just very tropey characters. Like, the nerd and stuff in the first one. And, like, goth. It's like, yeah, I expect that from a goth. She's just annoying to talk to because it's just constant. Yeah, cringe. all the other characters are just like kind of racist, and it's like that's this surprising, feels, dude. This yeah, feels gross. Especially your descriptions. Yeah, I could see you coming to that conclusion. Yeah, and it's just like I don't want this. Yeah, no, I don't so, think anyone needs to play this game. But are you going to give it a recommendation? No, <laughs> play yeah. the first one if you want it, but there you not go. this one. So yeah, I played that. And I'm like, I think I'm done after last night. I'm like, I'm good. I'll I'll start Devil May Cry Five or something. Well, I'm glad somebody's playing it because, and it's of course you'll find that kind of content on this podcast. Uh, thanks to Brandon. <laughs> hey, like I said, I'm not above this. Don't even no. think I am. <laughs> but I do have some bar that this this game is still underneath. Definitely, that's cool though. What about you? What games are you playing? Uh, all right, so I'm still playing Fall Guys, and one thing I'll mention about that is that they have a new update. Uh, 
I remember maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point, they did uh, a, a mode called Hex Hexagon Trials, and it's basically like the the map hexagon over and over again, like three times, and then a final. And I feel like it's a perfect way for people that struggle with the final levels and hardly ever see them to get some practice in. Mm-hmm. Now they have a new one called Jump trials if i'm not mistaken it might be called something a little different or it's called jump around if i'm not mistaken and it it is exactly that you'll do three rounds of jump club and then the final is a jump showdown and the difference between jump uh, club and showdown is that showdown uh the panels you're standing on will uh, slowly disappear or like fall to the ground and you're like left with only two platforms um versus jump club where the platforms don't fall and it's just like a matter of just jumping and uh over these uh bars that are spinning it's it's cool. I got very close on many occasions. In fact, I'll probably be streaming some of that tonight, so hopefully I'll be able to... It's It seems like an easier way to get crowns, because it does remove the RNG of, oh, team games, Uh, this particular map that I struggle with. It's just like a very focused, I know what I'm getting into, and I can get to finals very consistently with these like trial modes that they're doing. So it also gives me hope and faith that they do some more uh, trial modes in the future. Like, I know there's this one... uh final game that's i i'm struggling to remember the name of it but it involves a tail i think it, there's a couple tail games like tail mm-hmm. tag but there's like one that is a final and it's like as long as you uh, maintain like your tail person. yes you will win the crown yeah. and i would love to see that as a like maybe yeah three rounds of tail tag and then that as the final because that's one of those that i struggle with the most because like oh god and also the desyncing and the lag yeah. and everything like people are literally like what looks like three or four feet away from your bean and they're still getting the tail from you. So that, uh, I don't know. I feel like that mode could probably be removed altogether and I don't think <laughs> many people would miss it. No. But uh, if they're giving us these modes where we can practice it, yeah, give me one of those too while we're at it. Yeah, if they're already doing this. Yeah, like you said, I think the lag and desync is the biggest issue with that game mode because it doesn't matter how good you are. If, exactly. If it's not, if that character isn't where they appear to be on your screen. So... Yeah, having a trial to get better at that would be neat, but just fixing the netcode would be better. Or, you know, yeah, like you said, maybe take it out for a bit if you have enough last stage modes. They added more. Yeah, there's this yeah, newer one called Thin Ice, for sure. So. Um, But yeah, so I'm still loving Fall Guys. I don't see me uh, giving that up for quite a while. It's a perfect game to stream just like for hours on end. I've been um, playing it for months now. So yeah. I, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm super into that. I still will be. Uh. What else have I been playing? Oh, I did get around to playing Control for a bit. I really like the combat. I love the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I, I just have to be in the right mood for it because it is very just like, uh, yeah, c- polar opposite of Fall Guys. Very great <laughs> atmosphere and oppressing, like, you're, you're yes. up against a whole, you know, parallel universe entity. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, my brain has to be on that level versus, uh, let me just go fall down as a bean. But yeah, yeah I, I do thoroughly enjoy the atmosphere, the, the combat mechanics. Cause I remember at some early, when you were describing this game a few weeks ago, you were saying some people might not enjoy the combat as much. I, I see what you're saying, but also I, I do enjoy, like mm-hmm. you said, uh, the telekinetic kinetic powers is the most overpowered thing ever. And it just it's makes you question, fun. like, why would I ever shoot anything? But yeah. I don't know. I am like playing it like a shooter, surprisingly. So I, I definitely intend on streaming that a lot more and making some progress. But again, I'm very, early on in that maybe like two three hours okay yeah keep your eyes out just on like little yeah you definitely have to be paying attention to the game just because there's a lot of little weird things happening that you might not notice where you turn one way and you turn back and something's changed either small right or huge and it's like what wait what so if you're not paying attention you might miss on some of those but yeah 
uh, and control. I forgot there was a cover button. Like, you can crouch and take cover behind yes. something. I've never used it. <laughs> so, maybe that's why I'm losing the boss fight. That maybe might I should be explain using it. it. There you go. Yeah, no, so. definitely give that a try. Yeah. But uh, Control's a fantastic game, and I'm having a blast with that. And that's then great. the last thing I've really been playing, and it's actually kind of a throwback, uh, is Game Dev Story. Uh, oh. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, I, I found it on PlayStation Network, actually, and they were selling it for, like, $13. And I was thinking to myself... Didn't I play this on, like, my phone, like, three or four phones ago, and I went to the Google Play Store, and lo and behold, uh, since I had purchased it previously, and it's the same Google account I'm using, I was able to just download it again on my new phone uh, for free. Uh, so, yeah, I felt like $5 on mobile is a lot better than 13 for on PS5, where mm-hmm. I'm like, re- I just, I don't really see myself playing a game like that on such a big screen. I'd much rather have that in my hand, be like a portable, like, bathroom game, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so fun. Like I, I love just conceptually. Like here's uh, create your own game studio, uh, create various games and do uh, contract work to build up your revenue. And then yeah, you can expand your business, go to different offices, hire new employees, advertise. It's like go to gaming conventions. Like it's really well <laughs> thought out and fun. Like how it all. It's just a time based numbers game. Really, it's like watch the numbers go up, and as long as you're doing things that make sense. Like you don't want to make like a racing game that's like about history or something you want to make like a and well you could wait a minute (laughs) well that's the thing that that's one that's the funny thing about it way back when when we had like um john somnes on the podcast that was one of our uh i was walrus categories was something to the effect oh god even probably yeah had to have been one of our categories was like oh describe one of the worst games you could possibly think of and at that time we were even thinking of making a game and it was basically what his answer was was our concept of a game we're like oh well fuck (laughs) but that's the thing i like uh how game dev story rewards you for like doing like combinations that make sense so yeah i was Mm -hmm. doing like an action rpg that's got like a dungeon aesthetic or something so it's just a lot of fun game with a dating sim uh, it's God damn it. Uh, no, I don't think it depends. You have to train your employees and stuff. So that's what I find. If anyone does find themselves playing this game, uh, when you're hiring people, make sure you don't hire a bunch of shitheads like me. Cause like I, I hired like the cheap people just to be like, yeah, let's give them a you try. Got a cheap game, didn't you? And yeah. And then we get a real bad game and bad reviews and stuff. But then I started like just trolling the game quantity. and starting a new game and being like, Oh, my, uh, studio's name is hot garbage. And like, I don't know, just shit like that. It's like it, a lot of fun being like, look, hot garbage at the top of the charts. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of interesting things that tie into stuff. I mean, of course it's, you know, very fantasy based. It's not very realistic. Cause there's so much more that goes into it. And seeing, oh, yeah. I remember seeing some people streaming that being like, and your company went under and you filed for bankruptcy. It's like, what happened? I didn't do it. What happened? Because like, it was like in the automated mode where so much happened out of his control. Yes. It like, if it's the end of the fiscal year and you have to pay yeah, all your employees yeah. and you had already used all your revenue, it's like, now I'm negative half a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope my next game takes off. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fun experience. And, yeah, if you are going to play it, I probably would say get it for mobile device. But uh, it is available on PlayStation Network, which surprised me. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah, so that's cool. That's basically it for the games I've been playing. In fact, speaking of the games I've been playing, I feel like it's been a long time since we've done a conversation game, and I have a really small game or no game prepared. Are you interested in playing? I have no choice. I am held hostage on this podcast. That's absolutely true. So we're going to play a game or no game. (laughs) 
I have a gun to your head and we're about to play. Uh, you can't get any of these wrong or it's over. So good luck. No, I'm just Do kidding. it. Pull the trigger. Uh, <laughs> this bitch. I, I knew you, you were ready for this. Uh, <laughs> um, can't right. scare me. Do you think there's a game called Hot Springs Story? Oh, shit. I mean, I just said I'm a weeb. I'm playing Honeypot. Like, Hot Springs is on the bingo card for anime. Like, it's so common. Right? So, like, any dating sim that takes place in Japan, you probably go to a hot spring at some point. A whole game around that, though. I'll say no. It's a game, and the reason I even know of this is because I saw it also on the PSN store, right next to Game Dev Story. It's by the same uh, creators, uh, Kairosoft. So yeah, if you like Game Dev Story, look up Hot Springs Story, because it's basically the same type Uh, of, like, graphics, gameplay, and everything. But yeah, you run Hot Springs. You're managing a hot spring. You're not trying to fuck people in the hot springs. No, it's very Uh, much just like you see people dip in the water, and you're just making sure they're all happy, and uh, yeah, a little simulator. Like, there's plenty of simulator games like that where you're managing stuff, um, and, you know, your business grows and grows and grows. It's interesting they chose Hot Springs. That feels very niche. Yes, definitely. So, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and this one isn't gonna... Well, I'll just give it a shout-out because it's not technically part of this game or no game, but there's also one called Dungeon Village. Uh, huh. They must have been on a roll being like, let's just make a bunch of these types of games. But it, Dungeon yeah. Village is the one that, like, catches my eye because it is more or less like a fantasy setting. There's, like, this cute little, like, dragon creature and shit. Like, I, I would be more interested in playing Dungeon Village than maybe, say, Hot Spring Story. But yeah, if you either mm. any of this sounds interesting, check out all three. Any of these games by Kairosoft seem to be pretty fun it, it true to the video uh game dev story once you make those assets go ahead and use them a bunch of times because they're expensive exactly and you gotta milk all the money you can out of like it, well, it makes sense that's funny you say that though uh so- little side tangent here i saw like this clip where it's like my childhood is now ruined where they show a clip of uh i think is his name mowgli yes mowgli from uh tarzan or no jesus i almost said tarzan the jungle (laughs) book and uh what do i want to say winnie the pooh there Mm -hmm. was like this animation sequence where you just like watch them do the exact same motions and like yeah same with the bear like it it was very interesting but what it turns out is it's by the same people making that and yeah when those uh studios are like really strapped for cast they will reutilize the same animation cycles with different Mm -hmm. characters so like i don't blame them i i think people that see that though are obviously feel like robbed or something like how are they plagiarizing it's like they're not plagiarizing themselves it's well technically you can't plagiarize yourself or at least my english teachers in high schools said i did and took points off my papers oh jesus christ Uh, (laughs) i did the research it was just two years ago it's not invalid anyway um yeah for anyone who doesn't know animation takes a lot of fucking work so yes the disney robin hood movie where they're all animals and robin hood's a fox like most of that movies reuse cells and walk cycles from other movies Totally. And it's very common, especially back in the day, and like even Disney, early Disney stuff. And people were like, ah, uh, I found out that Alice in the Alice in Wonderland movie is based off the model. It's like, yeah, it's rotoscoped. That's how the motion, the movements are so fluid and it seems natural. And that's why it's so oh, good. Yeah. Because they had references and they reused old assets. Like, yeah, unless you're in it, you don't know how hard it is to actually do that shit. And it's like, why wouldn't they reuse stuff when they can? For sure, especially yeah, if it looks as good as it does and is, uh, yeah. it fits the scene in which they do. So, uh, yeah, side yeah. tangent. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you think there's a game called Another Day Thursday? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's just it, all the t- there's so many bad games, Doug. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. That's a no. So you've God been damn. shot twice at this damn. point. Uh, no. I need someone <laughs> else thing. to work against. I, I work better playing against someone else. This game is usually better with three people, so I'm sorry to just put you on the spot here. But no, that's the one I just made up. Total bullshit. But you mentioned Flash uh, animations earlier. There was a Flash animation series called Another Day that I was really into about like this blue little rabbit. And it was just like depressing huh. ass like indie music. It might have even been Moby. <laughs> I have no idea. Moby. But uh yeah, it was a goofy little animation series. Check out another day. Uh, only got like three or four more for you. Do you think there's a game called Silver Chains? <sighs> like, I could just... There's no percentage of me getting it any wrong or right when I say yes or no. Like, it's just, I could say yes or no to all of these and it have the exact same percentage. Because the names... There's so many just dumbass names out there. Yep. Um. Yes. I think that's too bland for you to pick or to make up. Fair enough. You're not wrong. This is a game and I I, I kind of want to give it a shout out. I remember looking at this being like, oh, this looks dumb as shit. But actually, this looks like a game that would legitimately terrify me. It oh. came out in August of 2019. It's a horror game. First person horror oh. game with a strong emphasis on story and exploration. And that's good God, I just I, I swear it just looks like it's one of those like super ultra creepy like paranormal activity style games like where it's just like you see something that's just very unsettling and you're in like this very dark house. I feel like around Halloween time when I was looking for games like I want a legitimately scary game and I was having a tough time finding one. This will scratch that itch for anybody that's like super yeah. into horror. Silver Chains looks real creepy. Yeah, there's a monster crawling on the wall. Don't like that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's super duper creepy. It feels feels very amnesia-esque. I definitely think they uh, took a couple pages out of that book, for yeah. sure. Alright, a couple more. Do you think there's a game called Road to Nowhere? Yes. Do I have that game? I might have that game. Okay, so initially I wanted this to be a no, because I'm like, I I know locally there's a place called The Road to Nowhere. I'm like, I'll just say that's a game, right? But no, apparently yeah. it's coming out sometime in 2021. If you go to the Steam page, Road to Nowhere tells the story of Cole Bishop, an introvert and successful software developer whose life is torn to shreds by scandal. So I'm like, ah, interesting. I don't, I have no idea what this is about. It looks very like stylized, almost like a, what do I want to say? Like a hotline Miami? Like, but the game doesn't at all. Like the game looks like real people. Is it like film? I have no idea what this game is at all. It's very bizarre. Uh, This might be rotoscoped. Yes. Like um, a scanner darkly. Yes. That, oh, that's the perfect uh, comparison. Yeah, thank you. That was a good one. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's like I said, it, there's not that much information about this. It's going to be coming out this year, but I didn't even want it to be a game. So yeah, <laughs> you get that one. Uh, FMV, which is a... God, what does that stand for? I what what that does that say? Full motion video or something? Uh, I think so. Um, but uh, fair market value? What? No. Uh <laughs> I oh, fair mark about <laughs> another tangent. I fucking hate acronyms because it just applies to too much shit these days. Yes. There's too many. Um, yeah, full motion video. Um, well, yeah, it applies to a lot of games where it's like the, the video game built around film, like real film and like people, real, real life people and actors and stuff. Um, FMV games are making a comeback. Surprisingly, there's there's some that have gotten a lot of attention and like people are like, hey, I guess this is a market again, like it was back in the eighties. Let's Let's do this again. Yeah, that kind of looks like an FMV, but yeah, stylized and animated over top of. Yes, um, definitely. So that's a weird one to shout out, Road to Nowhere. Uh, yeah. I got three more for you. Do you think there's a game called Beanpocalypse? 
No. It's not. No, okay. that was just me and my Fall, Fall Guys, Guys addiction. Yeah, 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 I was like, oh, that's got to be a game, right? No, it's not. Like, do you think there's a game called Crying Baby in the Basement? Like, that's Spiny Vise. <laughs> oh, there you go. Fair enough. Uh, last two, do you think there's a game called Werewolf, the Apocalypse, Earthblood? Yes. Yeah, that's too Is long that of a title game? for me to come up with. It, <laughs> well, No, it's actually a video game, and it, it surprises me because I remember watching the trailer being like, so... It's very edgy. Uh, I'm not sure, if, like, what's the gameplay look like? And the gameplay, I think, is what sells the game. It's you're just a giant werewolf on a fucking rampage, killing uh, people. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, like, I, I feel like if that sounds interesting whatsoever, it it's like a God of War style. But you're instead of being a uh, Kratos, you're just a big ass werewolf taken down. And like, yeah, the the fight sequences that I saw at least looks pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, uh, when did this come out? This uh, I don't have to tell yet. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking it was going to be like One Night Ultimate Werewolf because I know that's a board game slash card game uh, where you're trying to find the werewolf in a group of people, um, and it's got a lot of spinoffs and stuff and a lot of like crazy expansions. So I thought it was just a spinoff of that. Um, yeah, this looks. You know what? This kind of reminds me of Prototype. Yes, I get that vibe too, Bren. Um, yeah, it's actually already out. It came out earlier this month, February fourth. So yeah, if you if you want to be a a raging werewolf, you can do that nowadays. I mean, That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can turn into a full wolf and like it looks like the wolf's for like sneaking around and you know scouting out stuff. And then yeah, you can just go berserk and go full werewolf. And it's like yeah, that seems fun though. Yeah, definitely. Conceptually, it's like I'm in. I think. There, uh, with the trailer, it just seemed a little like too over the top for me. That I'm like, uh, if I'm just a werewolf, just show me the gameplay of me killing things. But yeah. I think they're they're taking it very seriously and probably trying uh, to have like a a, a real story. Ugh, yeah, who needs? Yeah, it? that's that, what I mean. That was what was nice about Prototype. It's like you're a crazy monster that just like has all these like powers, like Venom from Spider Man. It's like yes, just go nuts. It's like hell yeah, yeah, like, definitely. So that looks actually pretty good. Um, yeah. All right, last one for today. Do you think there's a game called Roombo First Blood? No. It's a game, and God I was I, I was going to say I'm proud of this, but no, I saw this, I think maybe even on PSN, uh, but it is available on Steam. You can save 50% on it right now. But, uh, oh, and there's another Roombo. tag. It's Justice Sucks. Yes, you are a Roomba, like the little vacuum oh, cleaner. I have seen that. And you just clean up bloody messes. Uh, but actually, no, you defend yourself from in house invaders. I feel like yeah. this is ABTS the game because, like, one of our first <laughs> I was Wars car- categories ever was like, what strange object would you use to defend your home? And yeah, I said something to the effect of like a guitar, and Basta said like an ABBA CD or something insane. Oh, so, like, I yeah. Very old school ABTS. So yeah, Roomba yeah. First Blood is a, a play, like the name obviously is a play on Rambo, but like, yeah. God, it looks so cute and fun. I really want to play this <laughs> it's game. cute and fun and just blood and killing people. Yeah, so you're a little Roomba uh, triggering traps to kill and stop the burglars, and then you have to go around cleaning up the bodies and all the blood before the family gets home. Yes. So that's like, it's a, it's like a viscera cleanup detail. Yes, exactly. Plus, like mousetrap the board game, like one of those, and it's and there's yeah. percentages you have to complete the cleaning, and oh man, just the it's, colors, it's very colorful. It it's I've seen some people play. It. Yeah, it definitely seems fun. It's tough though because it's like you can stop the burglars and set up the traps easily enough, but cleaning up the mess afterwards is exhausting. <laughs> it's so oh harsh. yeah. So but, yeah. interesting little game though, oh, Roomba wow. First it's Blood. Less than it's like five dollars full. Price. Yes. So, so worth it. Yeah. So, and if yeah, it's 50% off, it's $2.50. I most likely will be playing this on stream one of these days. That looks like a lot of fun. But that's how we play a game or no game. Woo!
Let's wrap this episode up and do some plugs. Uh, or actually, is there anything in the news going on that we want to talk about real quick before we do that? There's a bit of the news we can just burn through real quick. Sure. Let's mention it. Uh, we talked about uh, Google Stadia enough the last few weeks because shit's just not going well there. Uh, the lead developer of Terrar- uh, Terraria, which is a very popular game. It's For anyone to know, it's effectively 2D Minecraft, but it's it's got its own stuff in there and it's you know, a fun game. Oh, yeah. Good amount of it. Uh, the lead developer of that said uh, Terraria is not coming to Google Stadia because he got locked out of his Google account and he just said fuck it I'm done with this entirely and is ending the deal with Google Stadia. So damn, yeah, it, I've been there. <laughs> I've been. It's here. relatable. Like God, it's frustrating if you lose access to an account and like Google is just like no help. It's not like oh call this number or yeah, something like. I've been there with both of my podcasts because I can't get into the email accounts for either because all the fucking firewalls and security clearances are like, are you are you actually this person? Double check. And I was like, I got to message you or my other co-host. Be like, I need the fucking password again to get into the account. And I yep. just, I've stopped entirely. I just don't care anymore because it's so frustrating. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny that it's just like, fuck it. I'm locked out of my account. I'm burning this contract deal. It's like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, Stadia doesn't seem like it's doing well anyway, so I'm not surprised. That, yeah, exactly. Based on our previous episode where we talked about them just like basically uh, getting rid of their main studio for developing games for Stadia, it's like, yeah, it seems like that ship has sailed and uh, yeah. isn't coming back. Uh, something specific to me for animation or any cartoon fans. Uh, good news. Clone High is getting a season two and three. I never got around to seeing it, but I think you were uh, saying it's a really good show. It was a great show back when MTV was trying to do animation for a while. They did a few cartoons, those included, and like a Spider-Man series, like a CGI Spider-Man series, which also wasn't that bad. Um, And yeah, Clone High, the basic premise is a weird scientist took the DNA of a bunch of historical figures, cloned them, and now they're all in high school together. That's it. It's dumb as hell, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that Um, sounds fun. It's by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller who were the creators, uh, the guys behind 21 and 22 Dump Street, the movies, the Lego movies, uh, Cloudy of the Chance of Meatballs, uh, Into the Spider-Verse they were producers on. Ooh. Um, so, like, they're the they're the duo that's been exploding in recent years. Yeah. And in Into the Spider-Verse, when you see Gwen come out of her portal, like from her dimension, you can see a Clone High, the movie poster in the background. Kind what? Of, kind of hinting at, like, it's a parallel universe where it was successful. So that's like, cool. It, the little Easter egg like that. So yeah, Clone High's coming back, and that's I I would never guess in a million years that that would have happened. So uh, that's coming back on HBO Max, which seems to be really going st- uh, full steam ahead with like animated stuff because they're owned by Turner, who a lot of Cartoon Network stuffs going on HBO Max. Anyway, um, sounds like Brent Brent got a hold of the Dragon Balls and wished this one back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's I what I mean. Back to life. Well. That- this we have G4 more, coming back, too. That's exciting, too. Yeah, I got G4 back. Adam Sessler and Kevin uh, Prayer uh, yes. confirmed they're coming back. Super I, cool. I'm still, like, I'm not getting any hopes off of that because I'm like, I just don't know what it is. What's it going to be? like? Yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of esports coverage. It's going to yeah. be the old shows that, that we know sense. and love, X-Play and a- AOTS. But uh, the we'll rest say. of it is going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I have faith in them, though, because I think the, the people in charge of this now, specifically Blair Herter, is trying to – 
like, I think he knows what the audience is going to enjoy, hopefully. So, as, but I think they even were joking uh, early on on Twitter being like, oh, we're going to have to have cops come back because that's going to be what pays the bills. Yeah, that's what they said. It keeps the lights on. And like, that's what does it's, you know, as regardless of how much we like the content, if it wasn't, if the main shows like AOTS and X so weren't bringing, unfortunately, all the TV was done by advertising back then. It still is now. And yeah. Streaming is now too, basically. But yeah, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Definitely. Um, but yeah, with Clone High, it's less of a Dragon Ball wish and more of a Monkey's Paw. Because Clone High got two seasons uh, renewed for, but Infinity Train got canceled. And that Ooh. really upsets me. Yeah, why'd they cancel it? it? Just not doing well, I guess. They didn't yeah. see it. Could, I don't know why. It's Infinity Train. It could literally go on indefinitely because there's so many stories you could just branch off from in there. Um, but yeah, for anyone who didn't watch Infinity Train, it came out like, I think five years ago was the first season. And then like two years later, season two came out and season three was like a year ago. Um, just incredibly well done, just very well written. And each season focuses on a different character. So each season is like its own self-contained story, but it has references and allusions to other seasons and characters. and stuff. It's so good. And season three went so hard. And didn't need to. And they're just like, we're not pulling the punches. Like, we're going, this might be our last season. We're going all out. And it, oh, yeah. It works so well. And I'm just, I'm very upset because it only got better each episode Damn. and each season. And it's like, God, Infinity Train was great. And I'm, I'm upset to see it go. I see what you mean, though. The monkey paw scenario. Yep. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, the animation's doing great now remotely because you can work remotely. Hopefully, this also gets a revival like later because I would love just to see more of it because. Yeah, Infinity Train. Watch Infinity Train if you can. I highly, highly recommend it for everyone. It's so good. Totally. Um, and then, uh, what is it? Two more things. Uh, still in line with casting. Uh, Last of Us TV show. They casted the roles, lead roles for uh, Bella Ramsey is going to be Joel. Or it's, it's going to be Joel. That would be an interesting show. Yeah, whoa. She is a young girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bella Ramsey is going to be uh, Ellie. Uh, she is most notably from Game of Thrones. She was the young uh, Mor- head of Mormont House, who was the yes. girl. So she got yep. a lot of uh, attention there, uh, for anyone who might not know. She's also the voice of Hilda in the show Hilda on Netflix, which is also okay. a very good animated show, which is a very good feel-good adventure show. Highly recommend Hilda as well. Fucking incredible. Oh, cool. um, but yeah, so she's the voice of Hilda, she was a Mormont, and now she's going to be Ellie. So she's she's doing big stuff. and she's Yeah, her career is taking off. So yeah, that's incredible. sick. Uh, but I think that'll be. I think that's a good choice. And uh, Pedro Pascal is picked for Joel. Yeah, that seems like a good uh, casting he, for sure. He's a good actor. I just I don't know if he's great for Joel. I, I don't. Think, know, I don't know. I don't. I, I talk no friend. I still don't think Last of Us should be a TV show. Yes, that's <laughs> the real root of the problem there, Brandon. That's like the, even, yeah. uh, you can't. No one can take any of my opinions on the Last of Us uh, at all because I'm such like a anti Last of Us guy. <laughs> but like, that's what I mean. I just. God, I was saying it off air. Like, if they were to be like, let's make a Life is Strange uh, TV show or movie or whatever, I wouldn't want it. Like, wow. I like having the, the controller in my hand. Yes, the agency of uh, making those decisions. But like I said, uh, even off air, in The Last of Us, you don't really have the agency. The, the, yeah, that's why you hated The Last <laughs> of Us. It's taken away didn't. from you. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, we talked. To, I said that before, uh, Life is Strange. If it was a TV show, it would just be an ABC family teen drama. Like, I have no interest in it. I wouldn't watch it. So yeah, it's the story. It's you're saying like why would anyone do this just play the game i'm like it's the same for like the walking dead 
for people who don't want to read the comics, here's the show. And then it explodes. Yes. It gets a whole new audience. It gets wept up. It's all AMC pits money into. Then they take the money away from it and the cast falls apart. And we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, it's for the different audience because no matter what no matter what medium it is in, no matter what genre it is, there's a certain amount of people who will just not watch something or not read totally. something or not play something just because yeah. of what medium it's in. So this allows for a wider audience, which is great. I do think the story is good. I do think the story would be compelling and like could carry it as a TV show or a movie. I agree I with that. You're, you're right. But I, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't think it should because it's like everything else is going to be milked to death, yes. especially as TV. And it's going to be different, and, like, yes, it's a different reinterpretation, and they might change some stuff, but, like, I don't know. There was, like with Life is Strange, there was so much about having the agency and doing the stuff yourself as those characters that really made it more um, sympathetic to you, made you more invested emotionally in those characters. Like, the scene with the giraffe, which is a very famous scene from the first game. Um, you felt more attached to it because you were, like, slowly walking up to it, and you controlled the pace of it and stuff. Or uh, being caught in a snare trap, being hanging upside down, and Joel has to cut himself loose or shoot at the guys. Like, I wouldn't really give a shit if I saw Pedro Pascal in a snare trap trying to shoot a guy from upside down. But being in the first-person perspective doing that myself, I was very compelled by that scene. Oh, yeah. So, I get why they're doing it. It's also just a big cash grab. Why oh, 100%. But, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, like I said, the people cast so far, they're great actors. No, not that I know. Pedro Pascal's fantastic, but... Uh, uh, Bella Ramsey, it's fantastic. But it's like I don't, I don't know. Yep, still not going to be uh, a first viewer of that. I'll wait to see what people say. But like I said, yeah, I'm not interested whatsoever. One yeah. thing I'm very interested in. Well, so. Okay, uh, is Netflix adapting the Redwall books uh, to a feature film there and a TV series? Dude, we've talked about Mouse Guard on this show. We've mm-hmm. talked. We want. We've interviewed the people of Moss, even though it never <sighs> saw the light of so day. I am very much like uh, a fan of anthropomorphic animals with swords and like Ooh. adventures and all of that shit. I read all of the Redwall books growing up as a kid. I was very much uh, addicted to them. And I, there was even a t- television show on PBS uh, that was animated Redwall stuff. But I even remember back then being like, this leaves much to be desired. Yeah. Um, well, again, it's on PBS. But <laughs> now that they're doing this for Netflix, uh, the most interesting thing about the article I read is that it's going to be fronted or the the director or uh where does it say uh patrick mihail the creator oh, of over, over the, the garden, garden wall, wall and all this other stuff is gonna be uh responsible for this red wall series and i'm just i think that's a perfect person to be in charge of this mm-hmm. and it just these stories are phenomenal i remember as a child being like i these every different book had like a cool little resolution and the characters involved. I'm very much excited to get back into that world. And, uh, the, the books by Brian Jakes, I almost want to revisit them, but I'm sure they're more or less for kids. And they can still be good. You know, it just won't be like the mouse saying fuck or like them cutting their heads off or something. No, it, but the, even for what it was, it was very uh, centered around war. So like the rabbits were at it's war rough, with yeah. like the ferrets or something. So there was lots of killings and like, yeah, like very heavy moments. I feel like it was maybe like young adult reading. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Hilda's a great show and Hilda's definitely intended for kids, but it's still incredibly well done. So like the Red Wolf yeah. books might hold up. They might still be good. 
I think they do. I have them laying around somewhere. I might have to dive into those. But yeah, to see it as a movie and or TV series just feels long overdue. I, I was reading that uh, Brian Jakes, the author, has passed in the year 2011. So I'm I'm grateful that they have the ability to do this, but I'm just curious how that all works. Like, does his family get the money made? Like, I would hope. Yeah, it's the right holders who are typically the family, but it might have, you know, he might have sold it to the publisher back in the day. So, you know, it might vary depending on who actually owns the rights to the intellectual property. Right. But all in all, very exciting. Uh, a series that deserves us yeah, very Patrick much. Patrick I trust, is Adventure Time, is the Steven Universe from Hyman. Yeah. Wall, I would argue, is a perfect miniseries. I, I have it. I've watched the extras and the behind the scenes and the scenes that were cut from it. I think everything that was cut from it could, should have been cut, and I think it is a perfect series. Hell yeah. I feel like I'm going to watch The Secret of Nim just to get excited. Yeah, I I haven't read the over or over books. I haven't read the uh, Redwall books, so like, yeah, this is definitely something I I'm very interested in just to see. Uh, it seems like a good crew, for sure. Uh, and you had one more thing. Yeah, last thing I have, just because it's the internet. Why would I read the details about it? We're not actual journalists. No, we um, read uh, article headlines. T- uh, headlines exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we all know CD Projekt Red has had a rough year with uh, Cyberpunk and everything that's been associated with that, and number and a many number of ways, uh, they're still in the shit. They're still struggling because it turns out someone hacked into their company and got apparently like source code and stole it and is threatening to release it unless they give them millions of dollars. So they're being what? held hostage by a hacker now. But wait, first and foremost, like I, if they release that, I guess, no, I guess there are plenty of people that would be able to take that code and put the, that into their own game workings or whatever they're going to do. But it just seems like such a, it's like, I don't know. It's like they took, I can't even think of a good analogy. Even if people can't use it, they still stole something from the company and the company owns and has the rights to. So it's just theft regardless of how it can be implemented right. once it's released. So, and yeah, that's super shitty. That guy's an asshole. I don't know if it's because of cyberpunk, because of retaliation for it, or if he's just like, hey, I know how their systems work. I can get in there with some ransomware and they're an easy Yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds more like a ransomware just attack in general. Because, yeah, I, I've dealt with that even at my work. There was a one lady opened an email and her whole computer just like got locked up. And it was basically like this like Chinese message saying to us that if you don't give us like $10,000, we're going to take all the data off this computer and all this shit. And I was like, yeah, uh. <laughs> I, yeah so it's real nasty. I fell for it myself in college. I ordered uh, something on Amazon and then like an hour later, I got got an email from FedEx. I was like, oh, did something happened. Let me track the package. Click. Boom. Fake uh, fake email. Yep. Got uh, a rootkit installed on my computer. Oh, Jesus. And Mark had Mark just computer science major. So he looked into it. He's like, he's basically like, yeah, shit's fucked. Like, you got a new computer. You got to get a new computer. And I was like, oh, God damn it. So, yeah, that sucks so yeah. bad. So. I'm sorry to hear Cyberpunk's going through that. They need that like a hole in the head because if anything, everyone's <laughs> waiting with bated breath for like the patches and like a better running game, uh, like the PS5 official version. I, I they might have already released it. I just haven't even paid attention. I that hype train is over for yeah. me. That's I, I if I was going to be playing it, I'd be playing it by now, and I'm not. So I I just uh, I don't know. And a lot of people are saying it's it's not that great. I I, I don't know. Yeah, from people I've heard that played it when it worked they're like it's fine it's not living up to the hype because nothing yes. could be no I, at that point it. i just hope because i still believe it was executives pushing it to meet both the ps5 launch, the new console generation launch and the holiday uh 
time period, I hope they learn, like, yeah, don't fucking rush the game if it's not done. Because apparently a lot of employees at CD Projekt Red were saying, like, this isn't done and we don't want our names associated with this because it's so broken. And it was still forced out regardless for whatever reason. Yeah, and then retracted from the PlayStation Store. What a story. Um, Anyway. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, Bren, where can our listeners find you on the internet and your other podcast? Yeah, I mentioned a bit before with my other co-host. I host another podcast about anime called Are Weeb There Yet? Where we watch three episodes of a show or movie of an anime and give a quick recap of it with our opinions. And it's a good just sampler pack for anime. If you aren't sure if you want to dive into this, if you want to brief summary of what this is shows about and you're like yeah maybe I'm, maybe i'll give that a look or like yeah, but screw brendan i don't like his opinions anyway he hates this <laughs> show i'm gonna watch it like, all right fair go ahead yeah. and watch it um so we uh are weeb there yet on you know twitter all that stuff online uh and then you can find me on twitter at abts brendan very cool and listener if you like our show give us a like follow subscribe we're findable at all the places at abt silence i'm doing a lot of twitch streaming over at twitch.tv slash abt silence uh in fact on saturdays late night and then monday through wednesday uh around 8 p.m eastern standard time so if you're free drop in say hi see what games we're playing uh tuesday nights lately we've been doing a lot of harry potter trading card game uh there's Ooh. so much shit going on with that and uh, in fact i've teased that uh my other podcast i'm in the works of recording that so hopefully have more information for you guys on that but uh if you like uh music check out my record label <laughs> that's the thing uh there's all sorts of stuff to check out at missedoutrecords.com so see what vinyl and cassettes are available there and i'll shout out the band that does our intro and outro music they're a band called kind of all right head over to kind of all right.bandcamp.com for more music from them love those dudes but that's going to do it for this episode thanks for listening we'll be back next week see you guys see you